every day small businesses struggle to manage their day-to-day -day activities while trying to find ways to compete for new customers. 20 Minutes to Grow is where you can find ideas, tools and strategies to improve your business right now. Uh, welcome to this episode of 20 Minutes to Grow. My name is Tony. And I'm Beth. And today we're talking about the importance of brand standards. So we want to remember that people only buy what they know. And if your brand standard doesn't convey that, then you are missing out on business. So first we want to cover what is a brand standard. And a lot of people have heard the term, but they don't quite know what it means. So a brand standard, also called a brand book, is your written document that has information about your brand. Common things that you can include in this brand standard are colors, fonts, your elevator pitch, what emotions you want the brand to convey, your brand voice, a go-no-go -no -go strategy, and your mission statement. Right. So some of those things you've probably heard before, and some of them you haven't. So when we talk about like a go-no-go -no -go strategy, we'll get into that a little bit more. And, of course, the importance of a, an elevator pitch and what that means and your mission statement, kind of how to craft those and what those mean. So most people would start off talking about colors and most people in business tend to think about what colors they want for their logo and this and that and the other first. I think that it's hard sometimes to start with a color scheme and then try to cram your brand identity into that set of colors or color schemes because what your brand actually is may not necessarily fit into the colors you initially wanted. So we recommend that you first start just brainstorming get out a piece of paper and sit down and start writing down what your brand means. What do you want people to think or feel when they hear or see your brand name? How do you want them to react when they walk into a store or visit your website? When they're done shopping with you, if, if you're a shopping type of, of company, how should they feel about that experience? So brainstorming these descriptive words and brainstorming the answers to these questions will help you figure out your brand identity. You may discover that you've written way too many ideas about your company. You may have some crazy mess all over this piece of paper by the time you're done. And that's when you can take a step back and go, what are the three things that I want to focus on? What are the three things that my company embodies or that you want the company to embody, especially if you're a new business? Circle those, and that way you have the beginnings of your mission statement. So then you can sit down and figure out your mission statement, and you would, would want to start with the very specific need or problem that you're trying to solve. As an example, if you want to start a martial arts school because there's a specific style that you'd like, but it's not available to learn in your area. Maybe you learned it when you were a kid and you were doing martial arts, and you want to teach it to your own children but there's not a school that has that particular style in your area. Well, that's a great little spot for you to fill in. That's a, a wonderful idea for a company. And you can start about, you can start writing your mission statement about why you want to teach that particular style, how you think people could benefit from that. Right. Uh, mission statement is important because it's very specific about um, how you are going to solve that problem and how that niche that you've decided to be in, um, like that martial arts studio or, or that bookstore, what is it about you very specifically, right? It's not a grandiose, I'm solving world hunger. It's, and could be actually, but um, it's specific, you know, specifically about what you're doing unique. What is it about you 
why someone would be with you. That's your mission statement. If you're that martial arts studio and you want to bring uh, Hepkido to your area because there's no martial arts schools in the area that teach Korean martial arts, that's very specific to you, what it meant to you, why you studied it, and how you specifically are going to solve that need. You're not just another martial arts school. You're not just teaching self-defense. You know, the, the, the goals there are totally separate from why you and how you are different about what your business is. So you need to do that first. You need to have that mission statement, that problem you're trying to solve and what makes you unique about it. One other note, you, you touched on this a little bit, Tony, and I wanted to, to kind of jump in and mention this again. It's important to realize that a lot of small business owners, it's not just the product they're selling or the service that they're selling. It is them, especially, you know, if you've got a small local business and you have local customers coming in and shopping with you or coming in for the services that you provide, a great deal of your brand identity is tied up in you and your goals and beliefs. And I think a great example of that, one of our clients has a dance studio. We joke with her a little bit about this, but if we get people in the door to come and take a free trial class, they sign up for her classes. Her personality and how much it shows that she loves teaching dance to children is her biggest selling point. And her mission statement is very short, very to the point about every child needs to experience the joy of dancing. That's it. It doesn't have to be overly complicated. This is her goal. She wants to help children with that creative expression of dance. So I think it's important, again, to sit down and do a lot of that brainstorming, maybe a little bit of soul searching, and figure out what you want people to think about your brand, what you think about your brand. Why do you want to do this? And sometimes people just kind of jump into business without thinking those things through. And I think it's very important to create your brand to answer those questions first. Yeah, I would agree. Especially, and even when we talk about large companies that I've worked with for years in the past, um, what I joked about it being is, you know, this is well, the brand book is the welcome to our tribe. And, and that's important too, because if you do hand a brand book to a new employee, it should welcome them to your tribe. If that's the message you're conveying and you want them to convey when all their interactions with any customers or clients, you kind of need to teach them that. And, and that's what's in a brand book. It's, it's all about how the brand interacts with the customer. It's, uh, we talk about branding. We really say that a brand is a collection of promises that you keep. Um, and that's really what it is. When we go to Starbucks, we expect certain things from the brand and we get them. You know, we talked about it before on social media. Uh, Wendy's as a brand is very sarcastic and throws shade at their competitors. And that's their brand voice now. And we expect that from them. And again, I think people who don't key into that, you know, aren't their customer. And that's fine. So moving on to our elevator pitch, which we briefly mentioned earlier. So an elevator pitch is... If you're in an elevator and you have just 60 seconds, you're riding up in an elevator to tell someone about your business, what would you say? Take three sentences and describe what you do, what makes you special, and how do you stand out from the crowd? There are a zillion other companies out there, for example, who have a dance studio. There's wonderful dance teachers who've opened or, and directors who've opened their own dance studios. 
what makes your specific one special? Why should that customer come to you? And and it could be the same about any other business. If you're making craft items to sell on Etsy and you have a store, why do they want to purchase it from you? Is it higher quality, better workmanship, that sort of thing? You want to have that worked out and just have those few sentences. And it's important to have that written down again in your brand book so that you have it to remind yourself so that you can easily, you know, you're out to dinner and you are talking with some some friends or friends of friends and they're asking what you do. You don't want to bore them by going into a 30 minute long discussion of your business, but you've got a couple of sentences in your back pocket, as it were, so that you can tell them what you do. You can tell them about your business and you may end up getting more customers out of that. You never know. I mean, you know, if, if you can't tell somebody in an elevator pitch in that, you know, 20 seconds, why they should do business with you. Well, then there's no way they're going to want to know, you know, convince themselves why they should do business with you. Another thing that we mentioned earlier was about briefly was about brand voice. And that's how you communicate with your customers. What tone do you use with the customers? Depending upon the type of business that you are might also determine what that tone is. For example, if I were reaching out to a law firm because I was in need of legal services, I would expect the communications with every person at that law firm to be a little more formal than perhaps another um, type of company. So you, you think about that too and think about that brand voice. Think about, you know, if you're, if you're growing and you're hiring on people, what type of a tone do you want people answering the phones to use? How do you want people to act in their emails and address emails? There, there needs to be that level of we're professional company. This is how we do things. Or you may be a little more laid back. There's plenty of companies that, you know, again, make a, a killing and do very, very well by having a more laid back casual attitude. One that I can think of off the top of my head is um, MailChimp. I've worked with them for years great guys and girls and their tone tends to be a little more playful. They joke around, they have the MailChimp monkey and there's a lot of inside jokes about that. And and it's just a thing. So that's how they communicate with their customers. They, they're very playful. Yeah. And that's really changed over the years. I mean, in the old days when we talked about brand voice, it was uh, the realm of your corporate communications director. Uh, companies talk through press releases and maybe their advertisements or media campaigns or commercials. That changed with the internet. That changed with social media. Now we expect our companies or brands to communicate almost daily. We we have a completely different bar. And so now it's much more important. There are more people representing the brand publicly. That tone is more um, accessible, if you will. So what used to be something we only talked about within the marketing department and really no one else cared uh, is now suddenly huge because we have multiple social media managers. We have employees that are tagging or sharing things on social media as an extension of the brand. And if they don't know what to convey or how to convey it, that's a problem. I mentioned Wendy's earlier likes to throw shade, but other brands will completely stay away from anything controversial and, and that's their brand standard. And everyone needs to know that so we don't respond to trolling comments or we do, you know, and and coming up with that voice and that consistency 
is really important now, more so now since the internet than it was before. Yeah, I think also, you know, there's another thing, you know, that most most companies tend to shy away from, you know, political type statements. But then it's interesting because, of course, with the recent Black Lives Matter and the protest and all of that, many companies that have stayed very silent on social issues like that, yeah. nonprofit organizations that never say anything about that, anything um, social oriented are coming out in support of Black Lives Matter. And I think, um, you know, for example, one such organization is the Girl Scouts came out and changed their logo logo to show their support because we have, you know, Girl Scouts has this huge, of course, following of girls and women who have been past members and they're like, this is a social injustice. We need to say something. And I think it's it's very important because sometimes with these large social issues, companies that traditionally stay silent on these sort of issues are the ones sitting there looking back. So I think you also have to figure out your voice and go, what do we need to do if this trend changes? What do we need to do if there is an issue that we need to stand up and say something about? And it's important that you kind of kind of talk through those scenarios. Again, you don't want to get into a trolling match on the internet necessarily, uh, unless you're into that. You don't necessarily want to get drawn up in all of the political on the internet, in, unless, again, you want to be very outspoken about your political beliefs. But there are some issues that you may be compelled to say something about. So it's important to have that in your brand voice and to, and to figure out what does your brand stand for and what issues are important enough to say something on. Um, and that goes into this whole, what we had talked about kind of in, in the earlier part um, where we talked about a go, no go kind of rules. And what this is really saying is in our brand book, we should have three or four rules, both go meaning this is good and no go meaning if it contains this, it's not our brand. And, and that's just that. So I've got a series of rules that say, we don't talk about controversial subjects. We don't enter politics. Or I have a set of rules that say we always mention the environment. What you know, whatever these are that define your brand, you should be able to come up with standards that all your communications should contain. And if they contain this, that's not appropriate for your brand, and you don't do it. So that's the idea behind the go no go. If you can't voice those couple of rules, so to speak, in in both for and against then you haven't defined your brand very well. When we talk about that a little bit, that's our go, no go. And you should be able to set up those rules. Yes. So again, your homework is to first sit down and start brainstorming. Don't worry about it being a neat orderly list, make a flow chart, scribble all over a piece of paper, whatever you need to do, but start brainstorming those ideas about your company and think about, you know, what adjectives you would use to describe your company or think about a couple of short phrases that you want to use to describe that company because you want to be able to take that and formulate your mission statement and come up with those ideas. And, and again, you may end up with 20 or 30 of those and then have to go back and, and trim it down to three or four. You know, And just to give you guys an example, if Tony and I were to describe our company, we would describe that we consultants and we are willing to work with small businesses and we want to help other people succeed and a host of other things. But those are the big things that we want to focus on is helping smaller companies to succeed in business and working with you to find those right solutions. 
So with all of that said, um, you have your homework. This is really just going to be part one of our discussion because this is a lot to cover. Make sure you subscribe and then you'll be notified when we start part two and continue our brand standard and what it means and why it is so important to get that voice right and not lose business. All right. Thanks everyone for listening. Talk to you next time. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe to 20 Minutes to Grow. For links, show notes, more information about today's topics, and to listen to other podcasts, please visit montanerostudios.com and look under podcasts.